your worth and identity isn't placed on like what others say of you and what other people do, um, but rather what God says about you and it all pales in comparison to the things that you'll have experienced. But everything that you're going to go through will um, make you the person that you are today and it's going to be good. Um, It's good. When I was 10, I was adopted by a white Caucasian family and very different than obviously what I look like because I am half Vietnamese and half Filipino. And so we were adopted by them and we spent two years prior to that um, in foster cares. And um, yeah, I think after we were adopted, it was a little bit of a shift and change, obviously, because we were integrated into a household that was so different than what we had experienced in foster care because it was just very inconsistent and um, just like very, it was a cold environment. And I feel like my adopted parent I and I want to preface like I hate saying adopted parents because like they aren't my adopted parents they are my parents um but for like clarification's sake um yeah that's the transition but um, when you say we tell me yeah so I have two younger sisters and one so I'm the oldest of the sisters Jenny and Jenna. So Jenny and I are 13 months apart. So I am 24. She is 23. And then we have Jenna, who is 20, soon to be 21. And so, yeah, that's we. And um, we were adopted by this family, but we moved to a small, small town, population size of like 4,000. So super small. You go to the grocery store. Everyone knows everyone. Like you can't leave without having a conversation with someone that you know. And so my parents, it was just hard for me personally, because I, I think there was a sense of just loss of identity and like who I was and just looking different than my parents and just dealing with a huge loss of just like, I know I was taken out of a very toxic environment, having birth parents who were mentally, physically, and verbally abusive towards one another, and also, like, having been sexually abused by my stepdad, like, it was a very toxic environment, and so I think there was that loss, dealing with that loss, but also, like, being super grateful to be brought out of that situation, so it was just very confusing, and then also looking very different than my parents' was a hard thing too because minority was very slim in this small town so I think there was like maybe two other Asian people at my high school and maybe like one other black person and just yeah that was difficult and just like processing identity and also feeling as if um, I wasn't necessarily wanted. And recently I've like tackled that with my therapist and just um, changing the narrative of my story or changing the narrative um, of my past and stuff and just recognizing that often when people say, like she was trying to connect the dots between like garbage and just like things that people don't want they often like give it away but like in my story 
I wasn't like given away necessarily. Like I was taken away from the situation and she was just like, um, ultimately you were always gods and like your birth parents weren't good stewards of you. And so like God brought you out of that situation and gave the responsibility to people who were capable of taking care of you and just loving you. And I think God came through and did exactly that because we were blessed with such an incredible family and parents who um, were God-fearing, who were consistent and stable and um, yeah, just continued to show up, show up at every volleyball game, every dance recital that my younger sister had, every cross-country meet. And for me, it was soccer and volleyball. So yeah, there was that. And then... um, you make a good point I just wanted to bring up because I think a lot of, maybe not a lot, but adoptees can maybe struggle with this. And that's the fact that you weren't thrown out like trash. But yeah. God was looking at you and took you out of a situation. Mm-hmm. And so the therapist was wise to separate those two things. Yeah. And, um, how, how did you react to that that separation, that, that labeling of a different type of... Um, I don't know, a different type of perspective. Yeah. Honestly, like, it really, it hit home. Like, it was huge. And, like, once I was able to, like, figure, and I'm still, like, moved to this moment because it was, like, fairly recent that, like, we kind of concluded our sessions because it was, I was going to therapy consistently for probably about four to five months. And so, towards the end of that, just making that recognition, recognition and just like I think that that had the potential to serve as something like catastrophic like in the sense that if thinking that you were unlovable and just that you were trash and that you weren't good enough like I can look back on my past and see the behavior and like the choices and the decisions and like the men that I went for because it was stemmed out of a place of well this these are the only people that will accept me for who, like, who I thought that, or, like, basically that that's all that I thought that I deserved. And um, so now, like, it's just so different because, like, I know the sense of identity and the sense of worth and just, like, what I know God has in store for me and just the men that I want in my life and just that I want a God-fearing man who is honorable, who is a man full of integrity and treats me as if like I am the bride and just like the way that Jesus loves the church and so like yeah it has just shifted everything in my life of just worth and identity so yeah so you said that you were taken out of foster care about the age of 10 yeah so I want to say I was probably in foster care homes for about two years um yeah, the details and just, like, the timing of it is all a little blurry, but I know that, like, we were adopted and our adoption was finalized within, um, when I was 10, and we went, we bounced from a couple foster care homes, and I would say, like, it's rare that you would stay in one foster care home, at least in my, like, um, experience, like, we like jumped around from different foster care homes and I feel like a lot of them just did it out of like 
money or just like bad intentions. My parents were saying like, well, that's even more of a bigger blessing too, is just like before we were going to be adopted by them, we were going to potentially be split up. And I think like that would have just added more like devastation and just hurt to um, our situation. And so, yeah, I think it was harder too because we are also older older than other kids in who were to be adopted and adopted or people wanting to adopt more than one child, you know? So, yeah. Did you take on like a different role like within your sisters as yeah. you transitioned to different homes or even to your final home? Yeah. So I would, I wrote a paper on this actually, but, um, being like parentified in a sense because I was the oldest sister and just my birth mom, she, I'm pretty sure like they were into like heavy core drugs, like alcohol, all to say like my mom wasn't very present in um, our lives. And I feel like out of obligation and as like the older one, it was just like, okay, like I'm going to step up and like be the mother because like my mom was absent um, or my birth mom was absent. And so, yeah, I feel like that was a really big lesson. I mean, not a lesson, but when I got adopted at 10, my parents, and this speaks like to the fact of them being the greatest like parents and like the biggest miracle is because they did the adoption process so well. And just, they saw that I was acting as if I was the mother. And my parents told me that like, Jess, like you don't need to carry that anymore. Like we are here. And like, they gave me opportunities to like be a kid because like I grew up so fast. And I think like I got the privilege of staying up later with just both my parents and like playing card games, just like me and them rather than like all of the sisters, just because they gave me the opportunity because they wanted to give me an opportunity to be a kid and like not grow up so fast. And I think that's where like my parents really did excel of just like seeing the need and what we needed and just like being present and learning because like. I'm sure they didn't know how to like navigate because that was uncharted territory. Like they had two biological sons that were older than us, but like they felt as if God had still put it on their hearts to want more kids and they wanted girls. And so, yeah, I would say that was like the role that I personally took on was the mom. And I'm like, and that's another thing too that I've taken upon therapy of just like having to let go and just like it has been weird because I'm in a season where trans that transition and everyone like coming out of the house like we no longer live together like my younger sister Jenny just got married and then my youngest sister Jenna um got a full ride scholarship to Jessup and so she's living in the dorms and so it's like that feeling of kind of like the empty nesters that they use for like parents and their kids leaving to college and stuff because I've known living with them for as long as I can remember. And so um, it has been a transition, but like it feels good. There's moments where it feels awkward and I don't know necessarily how to like navigate, but I'm working on it. And Jenny came over right before um, I went to the gym today. But yeah. 
so when you moved out um, out of the town of Arnold, um, mm-hmm. w- was there a certain amount of um, fear that maybe the relationship between you and your parents would, would yeah sort of subside? So funny enough, like when I was in high school. I, as I had mentioned before, there was a lot of like identity issue and just like really putting my identity in sports and school. And I think like after I'd graduated, I noticed a sense of like rebelliousness with my parents because they're, they were just very strict. Like they were great parents, but very strict. And I think like towards the end of like my senior year of high school, I was like, I just want to go to a party like I want to be but not like to do anything necessarily it was more so like to be the DD and like to be still around my friends and like to partake in like the excitement of what was going on but my parents were like draw a hard line and was like no you're not like going to that party like and out of respect to them and like because I was still living in their house under their roof I was like well I'm going to figure out a way to like live the life that I mean not live the life I wanted to live but it's just like we were kind of butting heads and I thought that it was a perfect time to like find a summer job and I got the opportunity to work at a Christian camp called uh, Mission Springs up in Scotts Valley because like Scotts Valley or Mission Springs has had a huge history within like our family like that's where my parents met that's where at the time where my cousin was working for the maintenance crew so um, it was an easy way for me to like grab, get a job. So like I did. And I, at the time I wanted to go for culinary. And so, um, I got a position as a diet liaison in the dining hall and worked there for a summer. They ended up really liking me and I stayed there for, um, or they asked me back and they said that we could give you a, um, a place to stay and we would love to offer you part-time. So like I took the opportunity and that was kind of just like my way out of my parent or like living with my parents. And well, <sighs> At the forefront of my mind, that wasn't necessary, or a fear of mine wasn't, oh, well, like, I wonder how my relationship with my parents are going to be. It was more so, like, I think that this is, like, the next logical step. Like, we're butting heads, and I just, like, I want to respect my parents, but I just, like, I can't abide by what they're asking of me. And so... I had the opportunity to like go to school, live there and like have my own money and to kind of be self-sustaining. And I think like that's honestly when all hell broke out because like I really got to just experience a taste of like freedom, I guess. Like I didn't have people because like my parents were so like rigid and like strict. I was just like, oh, well, like I don't have to answer to anyone. I can do like whatever. But that's kind of was the beginning of my downfall. Um, yeah. So, mm. how did you step out of that? That maybe that valley that you found yourself in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it. I think I just had. I honestly. I feel like I had to go through it. I had to go through the valley to, and, um, but 
I would say that the people who really changed that course for me were my cousin who just like even in the midst of like my despair and just like making the wrong decisions. I mean, yeah, maybe not making the best decisions. She was just like, hey, like, are you safe? Like, are you still good? Like to continue to check up on me in those moments because I feel like there was a sense of like fear of my parents of just like I'm making all these decisions that my parents have preached up against and um so I just didn't necessarily felt feel like I could run to them um so yeah I think that there was a lot of like hiding um but I think like at the end of it I just realized that I felt so empty and what the world promoted as like happiness you know like sleeping around going to parties and all these things just left me felt left me feeling more empty than I had before and just like recognizing that I wanted something deeper than that um and so that's when I kind of finally it was two years until like I realized and um I went to my parents actually and I said like mom and dad like I honestly have no idea what I'm doing with my life like I don't know what option is next and that's when they had suggested Thrive School and that's kind of when everything shifted for me because I just like had this very profound moment with God. I remember going to this college night and hearing a sermon and um, I don't even remember the words but I knew like exactly that God was like speaking to me and I went to my car and started like bawling and I just like surrendered my life to like Jesus in that moment. I said like God in these last two years, this is like what I've made of my life. And like, I want, like, I want something better than this. And so like, I surrender my life to you, do what it is that you want. Because like, in my hands, the life that I've taken control of has led me to here and like being so empty, so broken, like so shameful and just like finding my identity in men and using them as temporary tools for happiness. And so, yeah, um, I think I just like, I went through it. I knew that there were people there, but because, uh, who wanted to help me, but I just like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense necessarily, but I just went through it and then hit rock bottom. And I knew that like, I wanted something different for my life. And I asked my parents about it and they were the ones to suggest Thrive School. And then I experienced Thrive School and that's what changed the trajectory of my life. Yeah. Don't you think, though, that <clears throat> that's somewhat the path of all of us, right? Yeah. Some of them fall a little bit deeper than others, but we all yeah. have to experience um, life without God, life without rule, life without yeah. um, what our parents have taught mm. us. I need to do my own thing, be my own person. Yeah. And we make poor decisions. And that's poor decisions equal experience but you yeah. don't get experience unless you've gone through some poor experiences that's good and so i just want to encourage you that while while you know you maybe probably made some poor decisions but that yeah. that has contributed to where you are now and you you may not have gotten there unless you've been there yeah i a thousand percent agree and like while my 
past has been so colorful and just like experiencing highs and lows that it has truly made me the person that I am today. And it sounds so cheesy, but it's just like, it really has like, and I wouldn't take it back because I today like have conquered those things and just like I'm in a place where I have like full dependency on the Lord and just like, yeah, my relationship with God has changed because of the things that I've gone through. So, yeah. Have you been in contact or with your birth parents at all? Yeah. So we have a, what you call a closed adoption. So like when we turned 18, we had the opportunity to like get in contact with them, but we didn't, any of the sisters or like none of, none of us three like wanted to do that. Are there questions though that you, if it, if it was a healthy encounter, Mm -hmm. maybe done the right way, are there questions for you that you would ask? Oh yeah, for me a hundred percent. Like I I think for me well, one of the things is I my two younger sisters have a different dad than me. So their dad is yeah. Their dad is the one who I was sexually abused by. And so I've never met my birth dad, but because of ancestry, um, which my adopted my parents have um were blessed me with that. And so I tried to like find ways to find like my birth dad. And I I have this grand idea of like who I think that this, who my birth dad is. And I don't know where it came or just like if any of it is true, but I imagined him to be a police officer for some reason. And, um, so, yeah, I think there are questions that fall on my side of just, like, who is, like, my birth dad? Like, what does he look like? And what is the other half of me? And, like, I guess, too, like, who, like, if he even knows that I exist because I was just, like, oh, and there, another thing, too, like, that I've dreamt about of just, like, him being this incredible, phenomenal dude. And I... Um, remember I telling, or I was telling one of my mentors this and she was just like, just like, I think that the likelihood that this man is some incredible, like police officer kind of a guy is very rare or like slim, because if that was the case, like, wouldn't he still be with like your birth mom? Wouldn't he still be like in your lot? And so I kind of just like burst the bubble a little bit, but is also very much a reality. And so I kind of just like gave up on the search of the ancestry because it's a lot of work um, to like, I've reached out to like people and sent out messages because like they had a strand of like DNA that was similar to mine. And I was just like, okay, like might as well send it out, send messages out. But I didn't really get any leads out of it. And so but I'm like, I don't know. I feel like there's parts of me, yes, that want to know, but also like I have incredible parents and like if I don't ever know who my birth dad is, I'm okay with that because I've had a father figure who has been more, yeah, has been incredible. Um, so, What about questions like, for your birth mom? Yeah birth mom I just feel sad like I 
in this journey of just like learning about identity and like worth parts of my thing and or a question like I don't know I just want to like speak to her and say like you don't have to like subject yourself to a man who is violent who is physically verbally and mentally abusive and just like yeah um and also like I guess questions of it's not even questions it's just like I know that drugs played a part in her not being the mom that I wanted her to be um so it's just more so like I was hurt because like you weren't a mom like I didn't get to experience the things that like a middle schooler should experience like with their mom like to be able to like learn things from a mom to like have a nurturing mom um so it's not really questions it's more so like I'm hurt because you weren't present um yeah what would you tell your 10 year old self um maybe there's a future to look forward to and there is a light at the end of the tunnel that God will provide you with people who are dependable who love you for who you are and you're going to turn into an amazing woman and your worth and identity isn't placed on like what others say of you and what other people do um, but rather what God says about you and it all pales in comparison to the things that you'll have experienced but everything that you're going to go through will um, make you the person that you are today and it's going to be good um, it's good